Thanks for taking the time um, this evening for you guys uh, to talk to us and tell us you know, more about yourselves and then also the ministry that the Lord has blessed you with. Great, yeah, we would love to do that. So, do you want to go ahead? How and, is it there? I, I, do you want to yes, go ahead sure, and tell us a ahead. little bit yeah. about, uh, you know, where the type of home you were raised in and things like that? We just start from the beginning, and um, how you came to know the Lord. Yes, of course. Maybe you can start, show. Okay. Well, I was. Um, I grew up in Fresno, California, and I was raised in a church-going home. Um, and I, it was during my college years at, I went to Cal State University in Fresno that, um, the Lord just used a number of, um, things going on in my life to, um, to finally put me in a position where I, um, decided to follow him. And, um, my whole life I had believed in the Bible, but I just had never, um, come to a point where I had made a choice to, to follow him. And so um, I think I was 20 years old at the time. And a, a few years later, I went to Lagos Bible Institute at Grace Community Church. My brother had been going to school down south. And um, so that's how I got in contact with Grace Community Church. And that's where I met Christian when we went to Lagos Bible Institute. Yeah, uh, on my side, I was not brought up in a Christian home and uh, was up, brought up in North Germany, Kiel. Lived there for my first 14 years of my life. Then we moved to the island Madeira. And when I visited the United States in 1984, it's, yes, yeah, it's, 1984, up in Washington, I was staying with a Christian family, the Saunders family. And through their testimony and the witnesses of their friends, I came to know the Lord. And they then advised me to go down to Grace Church and get further exposure to the Bible and uh, to the teaching of John MacArthur. That's what I did in the summer of 84. And that's where I met a little bit later Cheryl. So um, I came to know the Lord just shortly before I arrived at Grace Church and was trained through Grace Church basically in my Christian life. <clears throat> that's that's great. So you came to Grace Church and then became interested in attending the seminary here. Is that how it went? Well, actually, uh, at first, at that time, it was still a full-time, full-day-time Logos Bible Institute, and that's where we were involved, and that's where I met Cheryl. That was, I think, the last year. Mm -hmm. It was uh, before the Master's College was um, uh, was basically uh, became the Master's College. And then the seminar, I think, during that time. And so that's where we, we would attend, I think, three days a week, Lagos. And then on the side, we would work. I couldn't work. I had to study since I was a, um, a visiting alien, how they say it. <laughs> so, but that's where I met Cheryl. And in, the, uh, in 84, in the winter, uh, I had to go back to uh, leave the country since my visa was expired. And I was, my visa was extended uh, through God's grace, and then I was able to finish in 85. And um, that's also where we get to know each other better and attended, obviously, Grace Church during the whole time. So 
you did you marry Cheryl and go to Germany and then come back and finish seminary? Is that correct? Yes, we we actually went back to Germany. Then uh, we married in '87 in California and stayed for three years, and uh, at Grace Church and were trained and uh, attended a little bit, a few classes, the master seminary, and were sent the first time on an internship, 1990 to '93 to Germany. Came back in '93 to '97 to finish the master seminary and were sent out to Berlin in '97. And since then, we are here. Okay. Now, when you were there, um, before you came back to finish seminary, were you working with the same church that you're working with now, or have you started a different, you know, since then, started a different ministry? Uh, when we first came to Berlin, yes, we, that we were involved in uh, four church plants altogether at, uh, till now. And um, the, actually the missionaries we were involved with, they, some of them are still te teaching at the EBTC. And, um, but previously they started a church plant in the very close where our church is now. And then we moved from there to the inner city a little bit and started another church plant. And that was then given, uh, taken over by some other people. And we will started the church and with, at that time with Dieter, and Carrie, uh, Dieter Borchmann and Carrie Green. In, uh, at that time, it was in uh, Hohenschönhausen or Hel uh, Wartenberg, and now we are in the Russian-German church since about 10, ten years, I think, mm -hmm. about 10 years, and that's where the EBTC is located in Berlin. And so the ministry in it has extended quite drastically. But you guys were involved then from pretty much the beginning of all of that, right? So you, your history, yes. that's, that's pretty exciting that you've been the there. The very beginning. Yeah, actually, I remember to meet with your husband and John MacArthur in his office where we were discussing uh, the, uh, the training ministries in Europe and in Russia and some advice. And then out of that came the Samara Bible Institute. I know, I, I think it was the other Bible Institute. And then, or maybe it was Samara actually. And then we went to um, start this in Berlin. Well, that's that's exciting. I just wanted the ladies to understand the history that you have there because yes. it's such a great blessing and, you know, just really shows how the Lord has been using you guys so faithfully and for so many years now there in, in Germany. Um, I don't want to yeah. skip over your family, so let's just tell us about your kids now and what they're involved in. They're pretty much almost all grown up, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Our oldest daughter, Katrina, is married to Marco Bartolome, and he's going to the Master's Seminary right now. And um, Lord willing, he'll be graduating in May. And they are expecting their third baby right now. They have two little boys, and they're going to have a little girl in April. And um, so they're doing very well. He's um, They live in... Moyeta. Where are they? Maria. I think they're in Temecula, right? Or they're they're interning in a church, either in Maria or Tech Temecula. I don't know exactly where which Chris one Mueller. it is. Yeah. At where Chris Mueller is, and um, so our daughter, the second daughter, Stephanie, got married in June, mm -hmm. and she um, also has the same last name as Katrina, <laughs> <laughs> Bartolome. Um, they married brothers. 
And um, so they um, live pretty much between our house and the church. They live about 10 minutes away from us. And um, they're very happy and have this glow about them because they're still newlyweds. Our, um, our son, Philip, is 21, and he is in the Marines now. Took him a while before he could get in, but um, he is in Oklahoma right now at a one doing a schooling there. So um, he's very happy to be doing that. And our youngest is Elizabeth. She's 18 years old, and she is still finishing high school. Mm -hmm. And um, she's helping Christian. Um, or not really helping Christian. She's cooking for the EBTC now three days a week. That's her job on the side to try and save up some money. So she's learning to um, cook for a group of usually for about 20 people. And this week we have a seminar going on at the EBTC. And so she's cooking for 70 people. Wow. So wow. we're very proud of her that she can do it. So. Does she have anyone helping her? I mean, that's a huge group. Yeah. Um, actually, two other people have helped her, but she planned all the meals, and she's the boss. So <laughs> we're wow. quite proud of her. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, the food is always gone every day, so it's good. <laughs> well, that's great. Wow, that's, that's a huge responsibility. That, I'm sure yeah, you guys are proud yeah. of her. You know. That's how you train the future wives. <laughs> that it sounds like a very good way to train them. I mean, if they can feed <laughs> 70 people, they'll never have a problem with having people over. <laughs> right, right, right. Hospitality is on the forefront, yeah. But I think probably um, Elizabeth has been trained at home as well, because I know I visited with you in the past, and your home is often filled with pastors from here or there and you know the kids are sleeping on the floor in each other's rooms so the pastors can be in the beds and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we counted one time that we had nearly two-thirds of the year uh, visitors in our house yeah wow. so nearly 170 180 days a year this you know this is totally off track but um, I noticed you're in your kitchen and I thought the ladies might get a kick out of seeing your kitchen. So could you just kind of show your kitchen quickly? You don't have to show if your dishes are done or anything, but. <laughs> Did you understand what I said? Yeah. No. Okay. No, we couldn't see that. Um, it was a little bit slow on our side. Could, could you show us your kitchen? We noticed you're in the kitchen. We would love to see your kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you want to see my kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the sink. <laughs> we have a big, huge American refrigerator, which is fun. Yeah, and. I don't know if I'm moving too fast. No, you're doing good. You could go a touch slower, maybe a little slower. Okay. It's fun to see your home. You know, these these women yeah. love missionaries and they just don't know what a missionary <laughs> home looks like. So we have a very very nice and 
home that allows us to have a lot of people and guests in yeah in the low and the uh, living and living room kitchen so to speak it's very nice it is very comfortable i've been there it's nice you can talk to each other from everyone from the kitchen which is very nice anyway yeah <laughs> right Okay, yeah. it's, a, it's a great ministry kitchen. So <laughs> it is. It re- you've used it very well too. I've seen you just use it very well. So um, let's go back now. And Christian, I understand. You know, you were German, and you came. You know, you became a Christian. You came here, and but what made you want to go back and be a basically a missionary to your own country? You know, why did you, not every person that becomes a believer, you know, d- wants to do that. Now, what, what happened? Mm-hmm. Well, it was interesting. The fr- one of the first papers I had to write at Logos Bible Institute was on Matthew 28, the Great Commission. And while I was writing it and researching on it, which was for me something new, I was just so impressed by the uh, importance of the, uh, the commandment uh, to reach out to the lost and to uh, share the gospel and make disciples. That, that, and while doing that, I was listening to some testimonies of ger- missionaries to Germany that I just said, I have to go back and tell the people about the gospel because I, till that time, I did not know that there were real believers in Germany who teach the gospel because everything I have experienced till that time was basically just state church and um, liturgy and a, a very difficult, different church that didn't focus on the heart of the person, but rather than just on the externals. And so uh, when I realized that I wanted to go back, and that was a fir- some of the first question I'd asked Cheryl, if she would be willing to come with me if she would marry me. So... And we decided to go back. I mean, that was uh, then, and I got the greatest support I can uh, at Grace Community Church. I re- still remember I was sitting in the outreach department many years ago with some of the elders and who said, Christian, what can we do and how can we prepare you to go back? What do you need from us? Yeah. I mean, to have that kind of um, shepherding is really amazing. You don't find that very often. And they did everything they could to prepare me to come back to Germany. And and that's why we are able to come back and do the ministry here. So, yes, I was, we were always, our heart was always to come back. Even so, I was never felt like a teacher or missionary or somebody who could teach others. I was more in the kitchen with my hands on and in the hotel business. But um, the door was, uh, there was a need and we prepared for it and we did it. So... It's an exciting time. Now, I, I like how you explain that in Germany, it's more of an outward, you know, your faith is more of an outward thing and how you realize people just hadn't applied that to their hearts. Could you kind of explain to us what it's right. like there in Germany today and what the needs still are today? I mean, you know, we... I actually we had a lady in our group here at Every Woman's Grace for a while who was from Germany and she was yes. saying, you know, the church is so dead there, you know, no one in her family would even go anymore. Can you explain what right. the needs are? Yeah. Well, Germany is known as the land of the Reformation and uh, there is a state church, the, the Catholic and the Protestant state church. Mm-hmm. Both of them together would be about two-thirds of the population, about 50 and more million people would be in the church 
baptized, but they are not believers. They are just people who have been baptized and are registered in the church. And then you have maybe, maybe a million, maybe a little bit more than a million believing people in Germany. Uh, if that's that's probably too much in in uh, independent churches, uh, and uh, so when we talk about the church here in Germany, the general church, and that there are people who just are baptized basically and who are brought up in a Catholic or Protestant home, but they don't believe. If you go to a church where there would be a community of a few thousand people, you find maybe three, three, four people in the church on Sunday with a pastor and an organist who's doing the play the organ, uh, but that would be it. And obviously in cities like Berlin, you will, in the cathedral, people come because it's prestigious to go there, but they don't believe. Um, and so for us to, uh, to do church planting and what we are doing right now, it's, it's very foreign to most people, to the, to the church in general. And so they would see us more as a cult or a sect uh, if they would uh, consider that. But by now, over the last 20 years, um, about 1,000 churches have been planted in Germany from a lot of Russian-German uh, backgrounds, but not only, also different other missionaries from America have started a lot of mis ministries in Germany. And so that has grown. And uh, we are uh, very much involved in one part of this uh, group and draw from all the independent churches. So if we talk about church, we do not talk about the state church, we talk about the independent church which we work with. So how do you draw people into these church plants if most people don't believe and they're not accustomed to living as with Christ as their Lord, how do you draw these people in? Well, our contact to the churches and to the people on the street is Basically, um, it's, it's personal through uh, personal evangelism, one-on-one -on -one friendship, neighborship evangelism. We do street evangelism. We do also, uh, especially on Christmas and all the holidays, we would try to reach out to them. We, um, it's because of teaching one of the ministries, specifically with especially with our church and the Russian German churches is. We, um, the government, the local government, comes to us for help with the Russian-speaking uh, uh, community, and we do a lot of funerals, and then we invite the families into our church for a coffee or a, a meal after the uh, after the funeral service, and so then we get the contacts. So that's how we reach quite a few people, and we have Christmas concerts uh, and. Um, well, through the European Bible Training Center at this point, we also reach a lot of people just because of the message that goes out. We have uh, four times a week a radio broadcasting. Um, we have internet presence. I mean, there are many, many things. We do a lot of book publishing. Um, one uh, And so things like that, uh, all that helps a little bit. And um, it, it, But the biggest probably outreach and um, reach is through personal evangelism and friendships. Okay. Well, that's great. That's, I guess that's probably what it is here too as well. You know, yeah. a lot of those same things are going on, but when it gets right down to it, it's people asking questions from friends. So, 
Yeah. Well, could you tell us a little bit about your church, Cheryl? I know you're involved in the church also. Maybe you want to share with us first, and then Christian could tell us you know, more. But you could just tell us um, about how many people there are in the church. And then I think, do you have two services, English and um, Russian as well, or German and Russian? Sorry, could tell us about that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we have two services um, pretty much since we been there and as a matter of fact that's how we came into contact with this church um, um, the Russian service had been the main focus from the very beginning of this church plant and um, the pastor um, some of the the children of in his family and uh, there's a few other children who wanted to have German sermons and so Christian was going one or even two times a month to preach on Sundays there in German. And so, I don't know, after it had been practically a whole year, um, that they were getting to know him quite well, and they loved having good preaching. And so um, we decided that we would move into that church. And... Um, I don't even know how many people we have in our We have uh, probably 170 members and then kids. It's about 250 on Sundays now. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting because when we first came, the German service had maybe 20 people. Mm -hmm. And now it's it's full. I don't know mm -hmm. how many people are there. Over 100 and, and growing. Yeah, it's very exciting. And you know the believers that are in um, in other churches that don't have good sermons they're starting to come because um, so not everyone that is new are new believers but there are also quite a few new believers which is very exciting um, some of the things that I do to serve in the church um, Christian is a sort he's the the man over the children's ministry and um, so I've taught Sunday school pretty much since we've been at this church and um, Elizabeth is my assistant so she um, helps me with the little kids because we teach three to six year olds and um, I think we teach about every other Sunday we switch off with some other people I also teach a class that's I don't know what you would call it. It's sort of like a mommy and me group on Wednesday mornings. And so it's for moms and preschoolers. And um, we have a playtime together, and then we do crafts together, and we sing. I do a Bible story. And it's a real good opportunity for um, the mommies to have a chance to have fellowship. It's a good chance for us to... Um, have a, a good Bible story for the kids and um, it's a bit of a time where I can disciple women of training them some of the biblical principles of how to train their children and so it's a good time. And, and she, you forgot that you also teach women in the church, I mean the, yeah. the regular women's ministry and um, I, I do oversee the children's ministry and it's growing. We have about 70 children at the moment. But uh, Cheryl is really uh, 
managing it because I'm so busy with the EBTC and traveling so much that I, I, I'm lacking a little bit in my responsibility. So it's good to have a wife who knows all that, how to do it. So, but we have about 20 um, people involved and in, uh, staff people in the uh, children's ministry. Mm -hmm. And the goal in the last years was to bring in a lot more men, which has happened. We have, I think, you know, five or six men involved. So. Mm -hmm. And so, Christian, do you preach every Sunday in your church, or are there other men that can help you with that responsibility? Yes, I uh, right now I actually I ask them that I be relieved of that preaching ministry. So uh, most of the men we have very good preachers, okay. uh, three or four very excellent ones, um, and they are called to many other churches. And uh, one of them is going just right now through, we, we talk through the end times and somebody is talking through Colossians. We are uh, just uh, the first book uh, of Genesis, uh, the, we call it Pastor Book Mose, but Genesis they are preaching. So it's excellent and good teaching. I'm preaching very often in other churches and in the different uh, tra training centers as well as when I'm invited. So I, I regularly preach probably three times a month, uh, but uh, uh, only once a month or every two months now at our church. So, but that's, that's, for me, I'm thankful for it because that was a goal to replace myself, to put bring some other men in, and they are very, very good. I mean, it's all the guys who have been trained by the, uh, through the EBTC. Yeah, that they need that too. You're right. If you did that all the time, that wouldn't be the best thing because these men need to be trained up, and that's a real blessing. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us more about the European Bible Training Center now, and um, how many are enrolled, and where where that meets? I I know there's three locations now, right? I mean, I was reading about it online just so I could ask intelligent questions and. I was I was really impressed, and but I thought it would be wonderful if you would explain it to the ladies, just so they could get a real understanding and just see how the Lord has really blessed this ministry. Yeah, well, it, it's just a little bit background. We started in 2001. Today, uh, it was about 20 students at that time. Then it went dwindled down to a point where we just graduate four years later, three students, and we had sometimes just 10 students. Today we have um, over 200 students, 240 students in three locations, one in Berlin and Rhineland, so it's central Germany, and one in Zurich, or near Zurich, I should say. And uh, all those locations are basically similar in the size, about 70 to 80 people in each location. Uh, we offer different classes. Preachers Institute is uh, what we focus on most, but we have also foundational class, a one-year Bible, and we have also uh, a counseling program. And right now we have, we started this year with an online class, which we provide for churches who are from the, for the graduates of our classes who go to churches and want to teach the Bible survey class in one or two years. So we have an online class and now, right now we have over 80 students enrolled in that. And so actually I just, picked up a journal about the, the Christian in Bible institutes in Germany, uh, in German-speaking countries, I should say, and we would be probably the biggest one, but we are not even mentioned because we are bi uh, uh, bivocational school, mm -hmm. and we try to not be 
in the focal point. So, um, because we are just very thankful to be able to serve the church that way. That's wonderful. Um, could you tell us, do all your students come from Germany or do they come from other countries as well? We have, we have Germans from, uh, we have students from a lot of countries in Europe. Actually, our main group is from Germany, then Switzerland, then Austria. We will, we have also master's students who come from um, Croatia, Albania, uh, Czech Republic, Poland, um, Austria, um, yeah, American, Amer missionary. American missionaries who want to have further training. And so that it is very exciting. Uh, we actually, to, on Friday night, I'm driving to uh, Czech Republic to meet with Lance Roberts. We help them um, uh, to start the training ministry there. And uh, we are also involved in helping uh, a man uh, called Radek, who uh, is, uh, uh, no, uh, Tomek, sorry, Tomek, who started a church um, plant and a training ministry in near Warsaw, Poland. And we are hoping uh, within the next two years to start a new extension in Austria near Vienna. And we will have the first meetings um, with a group of people this uh, January. So, yes, it's a very exciting ministry. Yeah, and that's... We are that's, very grateful for what has done. That's incredible. <clears throat> that's... Do you have um, a story of maybe one of your maybe more success, successful or busy students that you could just share with us briefly, just to tell us, you know, how the Lord is... I mean, you told us about a large group of men, but just give us an idea of how even one of those men is affecting, you know, the ministry yeah. there. Uh, let, let me say, there's one particular person, his name is Ralph Noll, and his wife is uh, Kirstin. They have uh, three children, they just have had their third. I met him a few years ago in one of our classes in Rhineland, uh, well, actually here in Berlin. I think mm -hmm. he was first in Berlin in the foundational year. And then um, I was, he was very quiet man, observing a lot. He lived in Dresden and was a watchmaker. I didn't know much about that. Followed him two years. Uh, next year, I met him again in Rhineland, where he took the biblical counseling class. And during that year, he said, "Christian, you know, um, we are not. My wife and I both are watchmakers, but we are not really happy with what we are doing. For that is not what we want to do for the rest of our life. We actually started a church plant in, in Dresden, but it didn't went so well. We need some more training. What is? Uh, could we get some training from you guys?" And then a few weeks later, I said, well, we actually look for interns. And uh, then he came to me and said, yes, I would like to intern. My wife and I, we talked about this. We want to move to Berlin and help. So they did. And they are with us now. And he, um, he is uh, not only taking the Preachers Institute class, at the same time, he's taking the master's class. And he's preparing to be one of the guys to go back to Austria uh, to start a church plant and the training ministry there. So that's very exciting, but I wanted to say that because this man gave up a job of the most um, known handmade watches that is produced in Germany. The watches, which I just saw an article, they are, um, they are sold as much as you would pay for a house. So, and he was the guy who is the developer and designer. If you go on YouTube, you will see him for this watch company, make mm -hmm. them, and the, the, the Arabs buy them, and presidents buy those watches. 
And those guys, he chose to leave that kind of work to work in our ministry to serve the Lord, and that's amazing. I mean, and, and I just talked to him today again and just see what he's doing. Is That's just one of the men. And there are many other stories I could tell, but it's just God is using, um, yeah, those individual people with the Word of God to prepare them to change churches and, well, even countries. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, we're almost out of time, and I just thought we could bring this back to you guys again and just say, could you just share with us yeah. a little bit about how the Lord has you know, worked in your lives as you've served Him there in Germany? Well, I can start by saying, um, you know, Christian said when we were getting to know each other, um, he asked me at that time, you know, would you be willing to go to Germany? And I said, sure. Like, I didn't have any idea what I was (laughs) saying sure to. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to be with him, and so I said, sure. but I am just so thankful for how the Lord has worked in my life and how he, He's allowed me to feel at home in a country that I wasn't born in and I wasn't trained or raised here. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just so thankful that I can serve here and that He's allowed me to learn the language well enough that I can even teach ladies. I know I'm I'm not a a great German speaker, but I am good enough that I can teach, and um, I just, I love to, I love the ministry we have here, and I am very, very thankful, Mm -hmm. and um, so I think that's got to be um, the work of the Lord in my life, because I don't think that if you would have met me before, you would have said, oh yeah, of course. She'll be a missionary. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and the same I could say about what God has done in our lives. I think if I look back, I would say I wouldn't know any better ministry or think to work to do than what we are doing right now. I don't. I wouldn't want to be any other place. It's. Uh, it's just every day. It's. It's just a joy to see what God is doing and to work with us people I God has raised up along our side and uh, even to see our own children love the ministry I mean my son-in-law has been trained by the master seminary to come back to serve alongside with me my other son-in-law asked me what he should uh, learn in order to work alongside of us in the ministry my both daughters want to do that my even even Philip says when he would be coming out of the military he was thinking what he could do to come back that it's just exciting to see so they are exciting about the ministry and I think that that's what we all want to see that not only we are excited but that our children and the next generation and we are really thinking about replacing ourselves all the time and we have always new things to do so that's not a problem so um, but it's just exciting and uh, yeah and I'm very very grateful for Grace Church's support and prayer support and interest in the ministry and the constant flow of um, yeah of co- contacts you say the summer teams we have the people visit and we visit so it's great it's just very very uh, um, 
great testimony also to the people here. Thank you. Well, that, that was great to hear. Um, we just have a few minutes, and could you yes. give us a few things that we can pray for for you? Yes, you can um, pray, obviously, for all of us, uh, for our family, for our marriage, to uh, protect and guide us, and um, that we do even better. We will uh, start next, um, the end of this month, we will start a, a, a seminar on raising kids for the, our church. We have a young married couples, we start a young married couples Bible study, also the end of this month, here in our home. So uh, the next generation wants to get some in input in their lives and we, we look at our lives and say, well, maybe we need to work on ours too. So there's a lot always, you know, lacking and uh, pray for that and pray for our children. I mean, they are young marrieds, they uh, need to grow and um, we want to be very supportive of Elizabeth as the last one in our home. Um, also. You, uh, one of the prayers maybe is also uh, this year we're going to have um, a conference also in Wittenberg and we we invite Kerry Hardy then it's going to be on also on biblical counseling and we really would like to, to be a great mm -hmm. outreach to the people and uh, testimony okay well um, can we pray for you right now then absolutely thank okay. you Okay, let's pray Lord, we just thank you so much for Christian and Cheryl and just the way that you chose them for this ministry there, Lord. And what a great blessing it's been just to to know them and to to be able to pray for them and for your ministry there and um, just for your glory, Lord. And we thank you so much for everything you've done so far. And we just pray that you would continue to bless all of these um starting with Christian and Cheryl and their children and um, just even their children in the ministry, Lord, and the people they work with and all the young men and women who are learning to teach Bible studies or to preach or to teach children, Lord. And we just pray that you would bless each and every one and that you would use these people to draw people to yourself and glorify yourself there in Germany, Lord, we pray. We just pray also for Christian and Cheryl personally. We pray that you would just protect and guide them and um, and their married daughters as well and their marriages and as they um, you know parent their children as well we just pray that you would give them wisdom and that you would help them to honor you in all these areas so that they might be a light and an example Lord we pray and Lord we pray also for the conference coming up in Wittenberg we just pray that 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 would be a blessed time also with Carrie Hardy and um, with the biblical counseling teaching that he's going to do there, Lord. And I just pray that you would use that in the lives of, of many and that many men may um, grow in knowledge and in wisdom through that conference, Lord. And we pray that you'd bless that time. Just pray that you would continue to have your hand on, on the EBTC there, Lord, and all the church plants and, and on the Andresen family too, Lord. And we thank you so much for them. Thank you for your goodness to all of us. Amen. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to do that. Well, Thank you. Well, take care. And um, if you think of any more prayer requests, just send them to me, and I'll make sure the ladies get them, okay? All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jill.